a Shishkin Productions podcast. They've been calling me nonstop, emailing me nonstop. They started calling me. <laughs> the other day, they called my company, me, my name. They called me. They said, is this Shishkin Productions? I say, yeah. They said, can I speak with Chris to my cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome to another episode of the Sizzle Reel Podcast. Yo. Uh, if I sound like I've done this before, maybe it's because I have. Yeah, uh, 87 <laughs> times now. 87 times and running. And uh, we're only 13 short weeks away from Sizzle Reel Live. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully at we the, get the six people out there. Brasserie. Yeah, you can find more details. I'm not going to waste your time. I'm going to tell you. You can find more details at sizzlereelgangthewebsite.com. Mm-hmm. We should get that domain. You can later. get tickets. You can get merch. <laughs> you can get everything. Um, it's it's going to be a blast. It's going to be our first time doing a live show. We're going to have a lot of special guests. We might play a power hour. Um, it's still up in the air what we're going to do. Now, now the, the show is going to be live, but it's not, it's not going to be streamed, is it? No, it's not going to. Well, maybe we will. Uh, Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. It's up to Engineer Will. It's whatever he wants to do. It's, it's however he wants to run it. Um, Chris, we have a very special guest today, and he's coming from Miami. Um, before we introduce yeah. him, why go don't ahead. you go ahead and uh, tell the people where they can find us? Oh, well, we are at Scissorreal Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Scissorreal Gang at gmail.com. And we have the Sizzle Reel cold line. That's that right. is 332-333-4361. Um, you got to call in. Don't let the sizzle fizzle, folks. Don't let the sizzle fizzle. Because the sizzle has been fizzling. We've had, I think, one caller in the last like two months. Yeah. Not a good yeah. look for us as we're approaching our... Thanks, Tyler Ross. Yeah, as we're approaching our uh, live show debut premiere. Um, another quick thing. Uh, I know we plugged it last week, but June 23rd, mark your calendars. Mm-hmm. It's a networking event. It's, it's going to be a third one. Third one. It's going to be in Bushwick. First one during the lovely summer, though. That's right. We're going to have uh, delicious food. See Marty Jerk, hopefully, is going to have some jerk for us. Oh, hell We're yeah. We're going to have DJs, photo booth, open bar. Um, and we'll be there. And we'll be there. And so will, lot, so will a lot of other creatives mm-hmm. from Bushwick and Brooklyn and just New York in general. So come through, meet people, have a good time. Um, we are flying through the intro because we don't want to waste our guests' valuable time. Usually, Chris, when we have guests, <clears throat> sure, they like don't have we don't have anything to give them for prep, and they also don't have anything to give us, and we just show up. I mean, that's and, just how we do the show, right? And we just mosey on through. But in this case, I mean, you can see it. I put it in the rundown. You can see it right here too. Oh man, I need to open that. Was like, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? I was like, I don't know, whatever. And he put in um, a bunch. I just gave away who our guest was. Fuck. But he put in, he put <laughs> we'll, in we'll a, bleep a, a bunch. And government. And government, my bad. He put in a bunch of stuff. Like, he did the producing for this episode. Um, yeah, I don't see it. No, I got, I got it right here. Boom. But uh, our guest today is Retro himself. He is uh, the man who made the... Uh, the battle rap doc, which uh, we may have talked about, I think, at some point really, really early on in the show. But um, Retro, welcome. Welcome to the show. And uh, we're happy to have you on. Hey, uh, pleasure. It's always fun to um, hang out with the gang and, and meet, you know, um, other creatives around you and who's inspiring you. So it's an honor, man. So, uh, Chris, I don't know if you're aware. I think you 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 remember you met Retro back in college, right? Yeah. But yeah. We all know it's each other from the University of Florida way back in the day. Uh, and, you know, Vince, who's been on the show before. Oh, yeah. You might recognize him from his uh, his, his trademark uh, un, 
unenthusiastic tones. <laughs> like when he comes on the show, he just like doesn't ever uh, care to talk unless he's directly asked a question. Our most professional interviewer, though, or interviewee. Yeah. Um, but we all knew each other back in school and uh, we kind of met through music. Uh, and, you know, we've all gone on to do our various things. But one thing that Retro did a few years ago was make a, uh, a it was a, a feature length doc. Am I right? It yeah. was about mm-hmm. battle rap. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, it was fun, man. Um, I went out on a whim. I got a camera around 2016. Should have got it way earlier, but finally got around to um, getting a camera and had a bunch of other ideas to, you know, direct stuff I was working on and just scripts and things like that. But, you know, they tell you to do something that you know. So I jumped in and realized that there wasn't any really cinematic documentaries um, in that in that space for battle rap. So um, that's what I wanted to do. And um, so far, the the um, feedback's been great. And I'm actually looking to do a, a sequel, a part two to it. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that story, just for people who who aren't aware, like about the main character and kind of what, uh, yeah, where so where I, the where the journey took you. So, uh, Drops and I go way back. Um, Drops is a uh, he's part of a crew called Justice Crew um, that I was in back in the day, and we kind of uh, evolved into a different name. Um, other people kind of jumping in and stuff, and uh, uh, Drops has been like one of the the hottest MCs in in my area for quite some time. And I realized that around that time, battle rap was getting so so fun, so compelling, and it was just different than what was on the radio and what was going on. And a lot of us felt that it was saving hip hop. So um, I decided to shadow him, and in the midst of me shadowing him, he was telling me about other stories. Um, that weren't really being showcased. And my original idea was to kind of go with like this Vice style series, like, you know, episodic. But um, once I realized there was no features on the um, topic, I decided to kind of just give it that feature feature length um, look. I mean, that's that's really interesting that you went feature length with it, because I remember watching it and being like, damn, this was a lot of work and, and a lot of time that you spent mm-hmm. following him and, and documenting him. Um, it took you everywhere and it, not even just documenting drops, but just the scene in general and battle rap culture in general. It took you everywhere. You went all over Florida, but then you also yeah. even went out to, um, was it like St. Louis or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I went out to St. Louis. Um, there was a battle rapper. His name's Bruce Franks Jr. Um, and he goes by Oops. And I was there at the same time, around the same time, and unbeknownst to, to the information, but there was another director there and she was getting his story. And um, it's called St. Louis Superman. MTV ended up buying the rights to it. And it um, it was in the um, nominations for um, the um, Oscars for best short. So um, we happened to be there at the same time. And uh, I think I did a great job on, on my end to uh, getting his story, slightly different takes on it. Um, but yeah, it, it took me to St. Louis and, and I got his story and it's in the documentary. And it's crazy because he's no longer um, a state rep. So it's just kind of this time capsule that I caught. You yeah. know, that'll never be caught again. Yeah, it was it was really cool. That was probably like one of the things that that was probably one of my favorite parts of the of the doc was um, just this, this guy's story, like how he went from being like he was a battle rapper and then he like went and became a rep like i thought that was the coolest thing going from like music into politics mm-hmm. it's two two worlds that i really care about so yeah. it's mm-hmm. interesting to me which it, it's kind of interesting because you're about to undertake 
an edit of a feature length documentary that merges what? music with Why politics. Why you tell me that? That's a good point. Hey, Yo, you're, le- you're learning right now. I want to save note, it for though, the side show. Note. I just want to take this time out to show what kind of man Alexi is. During the documentary, my laptop that I've loved forever, I've made music, I've made some of the most creative stuff on it, it fried on me. I hit up Alexi, or I think we had already been talking, and I think the universe just put it out there in God. He's like, hey, getting rid of my old laptop. And I was about to give him a ridiculous price for it because I was desperate. <laughs> and he's like, no, man, like this is the price. This is this is already the price I needed. Apple was going to give me a, a way worse deal on it. I'd rather give it to somebody I know that's going to do something with it creative. And to be honest, if it wasn't for Alexi, I probably, probably wouldn't have had the dock out Damn. at all and or probably wouldn't have been out as early as it was out. So well, you, you I just want to say I appreciate that, man, because credit. you know how it is, man. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, knowing, knowing the gang, they're going to say, make sure. And definitely, definitely something I, I should do um, moving forward. But yeah, man, that meant a lot to me, man. Because of course. You know, how, you know how it is. I feel like whenever, you know you're supposed to do something sometimes when you get all these, like, not red flags, but all this, like, friction. I feel yep. like the more friction you get sometimes... When you're doing creative stuff, you're kind of meant to to do it, you know, not not stupidly. You know what I'm saying? Like right, if there's yeah. something that you're in a life or death it's- situation 800 <laughs> times, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. But sometimes it's like, you know, you you lose the lens here. Or you, you it's, know, the it's never going to be. Flat. It's never going to be easy. It's never yeah. going to be easy. Whatever right, you want to make right. is always going to be a battle. Um, but Yeah. The thing I'm working on is it's a documentary about um, basically uh, independent music and art and politics in Boise, Idaho. So it's, it, it's going to be a while before I get it all sorted out. So when I have a version, I'll send it to you so you can watch it, but it's probably gonna be about September or something. I'm excited. Um, um, retro, let's get into, you know, you sent over a lot of stuff, like I said, and Mm -hmm. we don't have that much time in this segment because, um, I did a terrible job booking the studio (laughs) and I also, uh, couldn't figure out how to use zoom for sure. Um, so let me, I'm Go. just going to be side real quick because this is this goes with the whole God thing. Yeah. Um, so I had a few drinks when I was in St. Louis and I wanted to get closer to Mizzou. And uh, I um, I was at this like wine bar and I threw back a whole bottle. Of red wine. <laughs> <laughs> I threw it back. Right. And then some of this I was like sleeping in cars some days. And uh, I had the money, but I was just on that vagabond lifestyle. And I actually <laughs> yeah. used the voucher. I actually vagabond. had a voucher from California when I was late. And uh, I mean, you know, when they pushed my flight back and they gave me a voucher for like 200, 250. So I didn't even pay for the flight. I just had my rental. And I was still pondering if I was going to get my hotel or not. And my wife, she was my uh, fiance at the time. She's like, just get a hotel, be safe, whatever. But I, I knew I just threw one back and I didn't really want to call an Uber, but I definitely wasn't going to drive. And there was a guy crossing me asking me, he heard I was out of town. We were talking, you know, I was working on the battle rap documentary. He's like, that's crazy, man. I actually battle rap out here, man. I was pretty big. And I was like, well, for real, what was your name? He's like, Diggy Splash. So I pulled this guy up on the internet and he was like really big. He, he had this Damn. like Eminem kind of like funny vibe, whatever. So I had way too many drinks what were way too much out of that bottle. I killed it. And um, he's like, yo, I'll give you a ride, man. I'll give you a ride, bro. Just get a hotel. Just you might as well, bro. And I'll give you a ride. So he just gave me a ride to the hotel. We kind of chopped it up, man. But it was weird. It was like I'm doing a battle rap documentary. And one of the biggest battle rappers in the city happens to be across from me just chilling. 
Yeah. Um, he was working on like his side hustle. He did something with like um, fixing flats. It was like a cool app idea he had, but well, that let me know. That was another thing aside from Alexi giving me his laptop that well, I'm like, yeah, this is a sign. I'm supposed to be here. Well, what's also interesting about Docs is that like the story constantly evolves. Like for us, when we were filming this tree fort one, this Boise music one, like the way that I pictured it was, it was going to be about music. There wasn't going to be politics. And then we got there and this something came up and I was like, Oh, that's a little political thing. Okay, cool. Like we'll film it, but whatever. Then another political thing came up. Then another one came up and I was like, okay, this story actually is politics told through music. Right. So that's, that's kind of where we landed on that. Um, Look, we've got uh we got about five five to ten minutes that we can do here. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, um, we're gonna have to have you gonna, back on, Retro. We're, well, we're yeah, we're gonna That's have you, good, we're, man. We're just gonna have you come on for the second half of the show too. You know, oh, we'll okay. do we'll do yeah. ten minutes, get to the break, and then you you we'll get to the other topics in the second half for sure. But, yeah, so whatever y'all want to row with, man. Well, sure. why don't why don't we let Chris pick? So here's okay. the five that that were uh, sent over. This is their kind of bullet pointed list, right? Okay. So you wrote Retro wrote LLC. That was one draft stages slash pitching, legitimizing ideas. Uh, then there was inspiration versus trends, content versus voids, and 2022 goals bucket list. Okay. Um, so, Chris, why don't you go ahead and pick one of those, and we'll let Retro kind of delve into what what he meant by by this. Let's go with LLC, just because it sounds less uh, open ended <laughs> versus some of the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, yeah. So. Um, a bunch of my buddies, like, you know, just a, like very creative and they're always kind of in this situation where you're like, bro, when do I pull the trigger and actually like go legit, you know, as far as paperwork and stuff. And a lot of my buddies already have like some of the, and myself included, the know-how, but I think there's little things holding ba- us back, like just knowing the first couple expenses and just some of the annual commitments you might have as far as like yearly taxes or things to keep in mind. So you're staying afloat that first year or two. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I, I pretty much went legit, quote unquote, made an LLC, uh, pretty much as, as soon as I, I started working really, um, mostly to, at the time I was like, Oh, this is going to be good for me for tax purposes. That's not necessarily the case. I mean, that's it's just it's it's just another way to split your expenses is how I looked at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a way to cover your ass, right? Like your again, your liability is limited, right? So like if some shit goes completely belly up, you know, you're not gonna be sued for everything you got. You're not gonna lose like all your personal yeah, possessions. You won't it's just lose whatever your house, your car. Right. It's not just, that I have a house, not that I have a car. <laughs> <laughs> just whatever the business owns. Um, right. Yeah, Chris, I know you just you just formed an LLC technically last year. A couple of years ago. Yeah. So I moved to New York in uh, like February 2019. And the first year here, I was freelance the whole time. But I just did it as, a, you know, solo dolo. I'm just a person. Um, <clears throat> and it didn't really make a huge difference to me in the way I did my taxes. And I barely made anything the first year here anyway. But it just kind of made sense you know like I, I learned from Alexi about it and it at, for a long time it seemed like it was like this daunting task that was like difficult to yeah. do but it's really <laughs> not it takes like you can have it done in under an hour it takes about 15 minutes and 100 bucks exactly and then yeah I think it's another 100 bucks each year to have someone do it out do yeah. it for you you can do it yourself for cheaper but 
yeah it's, but then you might fuck up is the exactly. thing so it's it's, it's 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 always worth it to hire what's called a registered agent i mm-hmm. think is the name that's what i've heard and cool. then they just do everything for you and they walk you through it like all you have to do is provide you have to like sign the papers pretty much shout out active filings active filings that's who i use they're based in tampa you know um but yeah i don't know it's uh it's it's worth doing it and it's also just low key it's just the professionalism of it yeah. right yeah because for sure for sure and yeah one- i remember when i first started shooting two two reasons why you know i'm looking in that route eventually but my friends you know um are definitely because they're, they're doing trying to do things like merge and have a storefront kind of like how you guys have a storefront but right. um when i start when i first started making some some cash um you know filming and doing other stuff um, the guy would always write it out to me and then he would tell me like, you know, how important it was, you know, to have that paper trail and that in the future, you know, um, just having that for yourself, you know? Yeah. And another big thing that comes with the LLC is like, once you have that, you can open up a business banking account That's and the big bus- business banking is really the kind of the hidden, not necessarily like a hidden secret, but you really can get you get respected a lot more by the powers that be if you are a business entity, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. my, what I always come back to retro is like during the pandemic, right? Yep. Like mm-hmm. if you're a normal ass citizen of this country and you are just working a job, they gave you like 1200 bucks and they were like, Hey man, hopefully this is good enough. And you were like, well, fuck man, 1200 bucks. How am I supposed to make this last two years? Like what the hell is this? But if you were, and granted, it was twelve hundred bucks, no strings attached. Great. Yes. But if you were a business, you could get up to twenty thousand dollars, no strings attached. And in in some cases, depending on the size of your business or like what your you know what your, uh, your financial payroll. history and your bankroll payroll were like, you could get uh, up to. I mean, you could. Uh, there was no really no limit. But I mean, I'll just be fully transparent because that's the kind of podcast is a real is. Yeah. We got one hundred ninety six thousand dollars. No, but that that's a loan. There's a 30 year fixed rate loan, but the the loan it's it's a good rate. It's a really good rate for that yeah. loan. I mm-hmm. mean, if you were to go try to get 200k off of a private lender, your uh, your rate's probably going to first of all, we probably wouldn't even gotten approved for it. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, we wouldn't. Well, mm-hmm. and right. not only that, so that's the loan that you have to eventually pay back with good interest or like, you know, good rates. Yeah. There was also uh, a payroll forgiveness or what the PPP loans, it was yeah, yeah. basically uh, you whatever six weeks of payroll for your company looked like or something like that, yeah. they would pay you. And as long as you spent at least 60 percent of it on payroll, then it was fully they, forgivable, fully forgiven. So if you were in an LLC gotcha. at the time, what you could do, like for, for me, for example, I applied to it. I got the money and then I just sent it from my uh, business account into my personal account. And that counts as paying myself payroll. Right. So that all got forgiven. That's so, dope. so That's like, dope. so, uh, you know, again, long story short, like if you did your PPP thing and say they gave you like 16,000 or mm-hmm. some shit, then you did EIDL and you kept it under 20 K and made it. That's also completely forgivable is nine. Like, say you got 18,000, you could basically get $35,000 for free. Yeah. Where yeah. It, just for having the paperwork, right. Just for taking that 15 yep. minutes and making right. an LLC. And a couple years ago, you get thirty five thousand dollars, whereas everyone else got twelve hundred bucks yeah. and was like and the government was like, great. Right. Yeah, we hope, did hope it. You like it's it. like, no, fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck you guys for not making this information accessible. And yeah. And these are these are crazy circumstances, but it's still one of those things where 
if you were already set up going into that year, then you were good. So, you know, I well, got very yeah. lucky that I, I set myself up. The way up. I look at it is if they treat businesses like this during crazy circumstances, imagine all the benefits you get day to day in a normal. You know, know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Like the government respects businesses way more than it respects people. Yeah. That's what, you know, remember when Mitt Romney was like, yeah, corporations, corporations are, are people, people too, too, my friend. And it was like, fuck <laughs> you, Mitt Romney. Go eat a ham sandwich. <laughs> so this is um, very informative. And a lot of the stuff um, you guys are talking about, I kind of knew with the liability, you know, that's one of the main reasons yeah. when I was thinking of just photography and other things, because I've had situations where I've had an SD card wipe out on me. And I'm like, you know, was, was there a ghost yeah. in my camera? Like, <laughs> you know? So that's one of the main reasons I would even, you know, get an LLC for liability, you yeah. know, like, you know, straight up. But um, what I'm getting from you guys, too, is like, you know, just take that leap of faith. Majority of people have, you know what you need to do. You know what websites you can get it in. You know, it's taking 15 minutes. You're more concerned about little things that you can fine tune on the back end once you're already established and just go ahead and get through that. Make sure you, you know, um, get your paperwork right, registered agent and those other things that you're, that are trivial. It's like everything. It's like you worrying about a certain thing with your camera before you even buy the camera. I mean, another thing that I would just say is like, you know, don't be afraid of, of doing something wrong or asking questions like of course you're not going to know what you're doing when you start yeah but you can always ask anyone in your case you can ask us right but like if you're just out there listening if you are trying to start llc you probably have friends who've done it if not you can, there are professionals who you can ask or you could even email someone in your field to your respect and they'll probably help you no oh, one's yeah. gonna be like fuck you man mm -hmm. like i'm not gonna teach you how to start a business well, fuck that. Everyone will teach you, man. America's like, all about starting a business. Yeah, that's it. It's the American dream. That's what they say. And and uh, American aside from nightmare, I know, right? <laughs> aside, aside from all that, there's re there's really no risk to it. You know, like there's no downside other yeah. than you probably have to spend a hundred dollars a year. So yeah. mm -hmm. outside of that, just do it. Um. Okay. So here's what we'll that was do. great. That was that was concise. That was. That was perfect. Hey, man, you know what? We're, that's what we're always doing here at the Sizzle Reel. That's why we own here's, the Sizzle Reel. Here, here's what we're going to do, guys. All right. A full, a full transparency to our audience. Uh, we were late starting this, so and we were initially planning just to do one segment with Retro, but it's gone so well that we're going to go ahead and bring him back after the break. And after the break, we're going to delve into some more of these topics that are written down, um, including, I think, a mid-year, almost mid-year, yeah. uh, 2022 goals review. I don't want to look at my goals. Yeah, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at them right here. And yeah, you're not. <laughs> no, I, I know one of them is the great. photography project I haven't done. One, one of them is getting business. Alexi keeps receipts. Don't worry. My, one of mine is uh, about spending money. And I'm doing a really bad job there, too. So. <laughs> Um, we will be right back and uh, we'll get into the rest of this. Welcome to Rounds of Sound, the podcast where we go song for song with indie artists to find out their influences and the stories behind their songs. I'm here with Hannah Jadagu. The way I recorded my first couple of songs was all through my iPhone. We have Victoria Park. I was on Twitter as I am and was like, hey, are there like any labels who follow me who might be interested? It's the one and only Liam Kazar. Yeah, here's what I'll say. You gotta walk all your gear up and fly the stairs. Okay, yeah, that's, that's never fun. That's, that's no fun. 
Check out Rounds of Sound exclusively on Spotify and find out the influences behind your favorite artists. That's Rounds of Sound. Welcome back, Sizzlers. We are still here with Retro, and it feels like it's just been like 10 seconds since we last recorded. Because, because it has. Because we like barely took a break. We went straight into it. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, in, in the first half, I, I got to pick from the topic pool. So right. in the second half, Alexi, you pick the next topic. Okay, well, you know, so we just we talked about LLCs. The, la- the other few things that Retro wrote down here. Uh, draft stages slash pitching legitimizing ideas, uh, inspiration versus trends, content versus voids, and 2022 goals bucket list. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I want to. We did a whole episode about our 2022 goals at the top oh, of the God. year. We do an episode like this every time. I want to talk about 2022 goals and bucket list. Mm. Um, Retro, you. Why did you put this on the list? What made you think of this? Um, I've been doing that since like maybe 2016 and uh, I'll write something down in the bucket list and then, you know, you don't follow it right away. So you come back to it a month later, two months later, you know, end of the year, you realize that, you know, 90% of your goals are accomplished. So uh, I don't know if you guys write it down or have a mental kind of checklist. Hold on, hold Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. End of the year, you realize 90% of your goals were accomplished? Is that what you Yeah, or, or at least I'd say November. <laughs> Around no, November, I'm like, Damn, man. you're living a better life than we are. <laughs> that's 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 a lot of success. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he just sets realistic goals. Uh, it could be. I don't know. I mean, we set realistic goals and we still failed. To how, do you, how, how do you get 90% of your goals done? That's a, that's a What were some of the goals you set this year? This year, um, it was uh, write a book. I finished that and I published it uh, independently. Damn. Um, it was. You should send us a copy. To, we'll put it in the, you know, we'll put it in yeah, the Yeah, yeah, for studio. sure. I'm still tweaking and editing, but everybody loves it. So uh, that means a lot to me. And, and my, my wife's enjoying it. Um, she writes a lot. So I'm letting her go through like the final edit really before I start promoting it again. Um, but it was get back to down to my ideal weight. Um, that's. That's one of those that you got to wait till the end of the year because I thought I would be probably down to my ideal weight. What's now, your what's your ideal weight? My ideal weight's like 187. OK, that, that's the weight I was at when I was benching two plates. But I don't I don't like work out that heavy like I used to. I do more cardio like like, you know, small things to get the dad bod out out of my system See, you know, i'm not i'm not pumping iron like i used to it's tough to to have the the weight goal come uh-huh. at the end of the year because like that that's when my weight always balloons is november and december i'm usually yes, like yes i reach my goal weight in july and then by august i'm already overboard yes yeah. yes i agree i agree but i guess i was saying that the goal weight let, let me change this hold on <laughs> i usually i usually complete 80 percent of my goals i usually have five goals on my bucket list and one of them typically doesn't pan out how I want. But I've always had kind of like a health goal, couple creative goals. And uh, yeah, man, I I, so, I think you guys should try it. I think a bucket list is very well, essential, like okay, vision you know, board it's, style. It's, it's funny that you say this because we we did. We came up, what we I think what we do on the show is come up with resolutions instead of bucket list items. And mm. we, you know, we try our best to uh, to hit those. Before we move to before we talk about that ideal weight, 
Uh, what's your ideal weight for me? One, My ideal weight is 187. What about you, Chris? Uh, like 165. For me, 170. I'm I'm at around mm-hmm. 190. Yeah, I'm at about 180 right now, which is a lot heavier than I normally am. I'm, I usually rock about 170, 175. I usually stay at 180, be, like no matter what I do. But uh, yeah, the pandemic. I don't know. It yeah. did a number on me. Yeah, I've been sitting around a lot. You got a bum hamstring right now. No, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, right, revealing my inadequacies <laughs> to the listeners. No, no. You injured my yourself. You injured. Up. You injured yourself. Uh, playing soccer. You know, I did. A, doing an activity. I did. That's a problem, right? It's like I tried to do one activity suddenly. That's boom. My, injured. I, I get. I have terrible knee problems. I, I could. I if it weren't for my knees, I would run six miles a day. But I can't. You, well, yeah, would you? You'd run six miles a day? Hey, man. I you like to, running that much? I, uh, I don't like it. I, I just can do it. Yeah, I don't know, They man. say that's the ideal number, man. Six pops up a lot. Oh, yeah, no. I see six popping up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> don't tell, five to don't six. Don't tell the devil. Um, <laughs> uh, so here was our 2022 resolution. Oh, no. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll start with mine, and then we'll get into Chris's. Mm-hmm. Mine were use the camera more. I think we've been mm. using the camera more. We you, have. We filmed a documentary. Yeah, you weren't hands on with the camera, but the camera got used, which was the spirit of that was the, the spirit of it, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I think if we went back into the the record, I don't remember this. Well, I can tell you what episode it is. I have it in the notes. It's episode sixty five. If someone wants to go back and find it, uh, I'm sure I said I want others to use the camera. I don't want to use it myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so check that one's done. I, I agree. Um, number two, I said, team building exercise, sleep no more. I was like, I want to take everyone to mm-hmm. sleep no more. We had already, I think, bought the tickets at that point. So I checked that one off right <laughs> that away. That was an easy one. Um, and then, uh, don't spend money recklessly. Oh, big failure so far. Huge failure. So Spe- far. speaking of the number six, we're going to end, you're going to end the year with 66% of them done. <laughs> 66% of them are done. Yeah. It's like, I, I, yeah, I've already spent money recklessly. So I think that one's a failure. Like, I don't think I can even come back from it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you make, if we make a ton of money in the second half of the year and don't spend recklessly, then I think. Well, there's still a chance. I still have to buy everyone but, flights to New Orleans. And just, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think, oh, God. I think I already fucked this up. If it makes you feel better, I, I only remember two of mine, and I know I haven't even touched either of them. The Lucky third one, I don't know. for you, I have them right here. Oh, great. Let's see how Chris did on his 2022 resolutions. This is like a like a mid-year check-in. Yeah. Still got, uh, you yeah. still got yeah. six months and, and that's what's, that's what's cool about it, you know? And um, my bucket list is very similar to yours. It's not always like something that has to be like this tangible goal that takes 12 to 18 months and i'm trying to do it in four months sometimes it's just like you know show yeah. some more gratitude or, or check in with friends you yeah. know it doesn't have to be anything that is your ideal bucket list that's like this crazy action or this crazy goal that you need to micromanage throughout the year it's just it's just something to kind of look back at a statement something you wish you could do more and you know, when it hits November, you're like, man, you know what? I, I did. I did really internalize that. Well, Retro, I know one of your goals was to come on the sizzle reel. So check, <laughs> check, check that one off. It's it's been done. Boxes. Here's what Chris's were. <laughs> Chris, oh, no, they were they were vague enough where like you, you could still not, if you wanted to, you could probably knock them out this weekend, technically, right. except for one. There, of them. One of them. I can't. I, one of them starts with commit. Which you can't commit in a weekend, uh, unless you go to Vegas or some shit. I don't know. Uh, commit, but didn't he? Didn't he commit to his um, well, LLC this year? Well, there's more. There's more. It starts with the okay. word commit, yeah. but it the full goal is commit to design. Which you know, did you commit to design? 
I don't know what that means. It's a vague goal. Yes and no. I would say I haven't done enough to fulfill like that yet, but I have done a lot of design work. Now, I think you're on your way. I don't remember if we recorded this before or after I did all the design work for um, For Tree Fort. For Tree Fort. Um, But the other part is I recorded this before. Okay. All right. Well, then that counts a little bit uh, because I did an entire podcast. PSA campaign, I yeah. guess, uh, for Tree Fort Music Fest and the the state of Idaho. Yeah. And Retro, Chris designed a billboard that went up in Idaho, and he designed a bus wrap that went around a city bus. So he has true. like a, a his so, ad. So was, he designed the whole graphic that goes on the city. So bus. how are we talking about him possibly <laughs> not? Checking that box off on his goal. That's that's a that's a clear check. That's like he went above and beyond. Did he commit? Did he commit? I don't know. It seems like he did one gig and then he said, Never mind, fuck this. But this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Every year around New Year's, or if I forget, maybe like a couple weeks into January, I'll write about five things. I'll check in with it January, February. I forget about it. Right? I check in around this time, Mm -hmm. you know, second, third quarter forget about it and then it's november and i'm like oh i nailed it i i hit like 80 percent of them subconsciously and that's what i'm saying like this is a good exercise no matter how much we're kind of joking about it, it it really helps you internalize things you know yeah well okay Some, so sometimes you write something and you forget about it but it's almost like the brain yeah, it's has kept a map a memory of it yeah uh, okay, so commit to design. The jury's out, but the jury's I still it, have the jury's to do, filing in. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know it, I mean? it's on the right path. Yeah, it's it's you're on track. Uh, second one, I don't know how on track you're on this one. A zero. Dabble in 3D. Oh, oh, interesting. I didn't know. Oh, okay. Then I I misremembered what I I wrote. Dabble in 3D. I, I haven't dabbled. Lexi <laughs> kept that receipt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm glad because I thought I thought one of mine was um, get a client like like hey, bring in work and I haven't done that. You're in the dock. Bring, bring I see in 3D in work. Scroll, so scroll so down. Hold on. He's saying that it was bring in 3D work. No, no, no. It was dabble in 3D. He wants to mm. learn 3D himself. So I, I I don't want to to pull up my stuff. I believe you. I think it's more fun when I find out. Okay, it's I see. just okay, like I understand. on the fly. Uh, no, I I really haven't dabbled in 3D. So that's entirely on me. In fact, you know these. These people at this company that I met at NAB, they've they've been calling me nonstop, emailing me nonstop, hitting me up on LinkedIn. Two different email addresses, by the way. They call you and email you so much and you don't respond. They started calling me. The other day, they called my company, me, my name. They called me. They said, is this Shishkin Productions? I say, yeah. They said, can I speak with Chris to my cell phone? I was like... One second, let me see if he's available. <laughs> he made me take a message for him on my own cell phone. God damn it! Look, either either way, they have th- their whole thing is if you don't have uh, a super high end computer and you just need you need a really good computer for like a single project or like the programs like Nuke or Blender. And I guess Blender's free, but either way, you need high end stuff. Yeah, but Blender uh, still t- you, you need a good computer to run it. Exactly. Um, if 
if you don't have that, you can pay them and you, you basically have remote access to one of their powerful computers with those programs on it. Yeah. So um, they're, they're based somewhere in Denver and they have a bunch of powerful computers and you pretty much log in and you have it for the day and you can use this amazing computer remotely. Yeah. So pretty cool. So I might have to actually hit up my boy Darren about that. Darren. And Let's get Darren on the show. You think so? 100%. He, he's, a, I think, a cloud workflow specialist awesome. or something. You can get the word out. And we can talk a little bit about Colorado. Dude, I love how the booking of the show happens while we have a guest like live on the oh, air. Oh, yes. Fucking Sorry, retro. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say I, I love it. I, I, it's organic. I think this has already been very resourceful and organic. And well, that's what I'm all okay, about. Okay, so Chris. Let's let's just cut to it. Dabble in 3D. Uh, not doing well so far, not but I still well. have six months. Well, and then you know what? If you thought if you thought that was one of them, your third one is going to surprise you. It's I, I know I know what it is. You do? Yeah. It's go ahead. I, I, at least I think so. It's uh do a photography project. That is it. Is do a photography project. That one's still very easy for me to accomplish because I have <laughs> I have cameras and. <laughs> I live and in. And I have ideas. <laughs> I don't have ideas. You, um, you know what's you know what's awesome about it too. Like, you'll catch yourself knocking out a lot of things on your bucket list, and then you know, let's say the fall hits, and you're feeling like you know a badass. Like, dang, I've accomplished everything, and you forget about some of the things still on your bucket list. You can go back to it. It kind of gives you something to you know to strive for at the end of the year. And and a lot of times, I catch myself missing one or two like let's say for you 3d and november hits and i just start getting the ball running ball moving sorry slowly into the next year mm -hmm. so i might research like a couple 3d things or or get a couple websites going or a couple potential clients or passion projects i would have in the 3d mm -hmm. like space and then when january hits i just roll that one over and that's a good thing too you know that's not a no to me yeah know? true it, well i mean it's it you know when you're talking about self-improvement it's not like oh i reached this goal and now i'm done and i can just rest on my laurels you know it's it's a it's I mean, constant I've been rolling goals over for like 30 years now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say uh, on the topic of 3D, we did talk briefly this week about creating little 3D avatars for all of us. Maybe that is true. Maybe that you want to tease it. You can you can you can. Yeah. Tell Retro the idea. So <clears throat> the idea is basically uh, we're having a, a networking event. This is going to be our third one. Uh, it's coming up in about a month. June 23rd, I think. Uh and Alexi had this idea to hide a bunch of like tiny little QR codes around the event space. And anyone who can, it, like if you scan the QR code, then a little avatar of one of us will show up and like wave to you or, you know, whatever. Right. So there's like six people who are at the office a lot. So it'll be like an avatar of each of those people. Mm hmm. And uh, there's six of them hidden around. And if you screenshot, you have to find them. The first person to find them and screenshot each one to say they found all six of our little 3D AR avatars gets a prize. Some yeah. Some sort of prize. Something. Uh, maybe an appearance on the sizzle reel. <laughs> That's not a prize. Come on. <laughs> and outsource the content. Uh, so, yeah, maybe that'll be Chris's dabbling into AR. Maybe we'll make him make avatars for people. Who we'll knows? see. We'll I like see. that because I remember you guys talking about how um, how boring some of the conferences were and how just um, there wasn't a human element to it, you know, and yeah, I'm big really. on like experiences, you know, I was kind of talking about it. I talk about it with friends and in the book that like, you know, we're like, we're blessed to still be on earth, man, all the crazy stuff going on. And like, you know, sometimes we just take for granted certain experiences like, you know, conferences can be 
amazing. Conferences can be fun. I always hear that the ones in uh, Austin before Austin was like popping. Yeah. yeah. That a lot of the Austin conferences were amazing. And that's why a lot of, um, a lot of stuff's been going on in Austin. And there's always this kind of think tank that, hey, maybe we can bring, you know, Silicon Valley to, to Austin because yeah. of just that kind of community they bring through festivals and stuff. I so. mean, well, well, we try to make the networking events fun. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think they're good. I think they're really more fun than they are productive. I anyways. agree completely. It's mostly us just fucking around. Um, Retro, let's get to you got three more things that you'd put on this list. We're going to let you pick the next one. So oh, you man. got draft stages slash pitching legitimizing ideas. You have inspiration versus trends and you have content versus voids. Okay, um, let's go with uh, draft pitching and legitimizing ideas. I think that one's important, um, especially for creatives. Like, um, I remember when I was doing the documentary, it was hard to pitch certain things to people because it hadn't been like done before. Like, I know there was probably the one that I got very inspired by was uh, Sean Dunn did one called American Juggalo 2. I was kind of mirroring it to that. And uh, Noisy did one for a London battle rap. But um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of get everybody's take on when you have an idea and you almost have to like pitch it in a way that you have to give somebody some kind of tangible insight on it, but it's not going to be the final product. You know, like how, how does that happen? Like example, like Tree Fort, like you probably, you guys probably started off just, oh, we're getting, you know, some footage and. And knew that it could be bigger about like I mean, the city and the the festival. So like, how did you guys go about not only through words but visually trying to give people you know the the pitch on this uh, documentary? Or how would you go about yeah. it in the future? So you know, I don't know. I mean, my short answer is pitching is hard. <laughs> it's yeah, it's hard. I'm not very good but it, at but it. it's an art. It's a, yeah, it's, an, it's art, an art for sure. Know? I'm I'm not very good at it. Um, because I don't I, I've never really put enough work into it I've always approached the pitches that I have as like uh kind of like maybe it's a lot more corporate it's a lot more business stuff I don't really I've never pitched mm -hmm. like anything that's like I consider art it's always like the things that I've pitched are for you know whether it's like social media or like a uh, a short form piece that like has a very specific goal and it's like Usually there's a brief and, and the client's been like, hey, we need to do this thing based around this event. And here's most of the idea. So there's not much pitching to do. It's like, OK, cool. I'm yeah. going to come up with a budget proposal, but I don't have to come up with a look and feel. They know what the look and feel is already. They mm -hmm. have their like style guide. They have their brand guidelines. They, they usually I'm working with the producer who I'm already very connected to and very mm -hmm. tight with. So there's no really uh, formal pitch process. It's just kind of got like, you. I know. So them. I guess I'll, I'll make it a bit more interesting. I guess what I'm asking is. In the past and in the future, how do you guys continue to. Help others gain an interest in some of your ideas that aren't. Um, I, I don't know. Materialized yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, uh, what I, the second half of what I was going to say there is like most of the shit that I get is through relationships, right? Mm -hmm. People we already know. For sure. Yeah. But it's not like we haven't been asked to come up with ideas and pitch a bunch of concepts. Yeah. Usually 95% of them fucking get left in the deck and they never happen. Yeah. So yeah. We, we had, um, this was right around the, the, 
the new year, we were asked to pitch some ideas uh, centered around sports gambling. Uh, so we came up with like maybe 10 different concepts. Uh, we built a big pitch deck. We had like a couple hour long meetings about it. Um, and we just like explained every concept and they they really liked one of them and were like all in on it. And then it just kind of didn't happen um yeah and then we so we also had it fizzled it fizzled unlike don't, the sizzle don't let the sizzle fizzle <laughs> not let the sizzle fizzle um but we also so we work with major league soccer a lot and we uh like before the season started we had a kind of concept pitch meeting and we, we pitched a few ideas and it, i don't think any of them are really going to happen but yeah w- one of them still might like there was one about like following goalies and getting getting audio from them yeah and it's probably not going to happen now but they seem receptive to the idea and i i still think it could get produced in the future it's just it's hard to get things made it's yeah like, period. it is it is because especially for what we're doing it's hard to get things made. The uh, Brian Mann, I think, talked about this a little bit on the la- one of the last episodes. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that was off mic. I don't remember. But we basically were talking about how it's hard to get things made if you don't already have a sponsor attached. So, like, if you don't, if you can't show them where the money's coming from, uh, then you're probably not, it's probably not going to get made. You can have the coolest idea, but, like, if, it, if they don't have any, if there's no value coming to them, like if no one's paying them to make it or if, if like they're not going to get like a bunch of impressions or engagement or anything out of it, if it's not going to further their brand recognition, if there's no value, then like like art in itself, right? Art itself is not value enough. Yeah. Or like a fun concept itself is not value enough. That, no, it's that capitalism. Everything needs to make money. Yeah. But e- even right now, uh, like this week, we are working on a project uh, that's like probably going to be like a four part little documentary series that profiles an athlete. But before we started on this, we were originally going to cut like a a trailer sizzle thing for it just as a proof of concept to see if we could get any, any sponsors or, you know, any funding to, to, to actually produce the documentary. Right. And, and once again, that ended up not happening and we just went forward with starting on. But that's, that's episode. awesome, man. And that's, that's definitely, I was, what I was, uh, trying to, uh, give the fans out here, you know, like <laughs> exactly what we were talking about. Fans. Um, that's that awesome, game. man. Cause, cause the way I see it is like, you know, how, how do you give a brand something they need, but they don't know that they need it yet? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's like a great, a great conversation starter we're we're having, you know, because I, I feel like the more you can fill a void, right? Like I feel like you mm-hmm. guys are trying to push through the norm and you guys are saying that it's hard sometimes because the money and value for what's already the norm kind of um it it oversteps any passion projects that a production company or a brand may be able to take. Well- I, a gamble on, but they know that they could just do the normal, you know, same old I think, stuff. I think that the get best the ad agencies and the best creative directors are the ones who can push through that and make a company or a client think that they, okay, we will go find money for yeah. this or blah, 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 blah. I'm just mm-hmm. very quick to 
to be like nihilistic about it really i'm just like ah fuck it there's no money whatever but like you, you strike out a lot is you, what you it do is and you have to because even right. there's one more I, I had forgotten about this but one more also from this year from just a couple months ago we tried pitching a a podcast idea to to a company for branding like yeah. to, to you know get their name attached to it uh and we, can you give me an connect. example of the service that the company provides Oh, they're they're like, like they're like food uh, or sports it's like, it's drinks. Like, it's like housing rev- New York housing reviews. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. We can talk about it. We can say it. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's like it just it just here's a verbal NDA. If you're hearing this and you keep listening and you steal the idea, we're gonna sue. You. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, the it, we were trying to pitch this to a company called Open Igloo, and what they do is uh, you can submit basically anonymous reviews of your landlord of your building uh you know you, you give it a you do like a questionnaire about the building you know what was good about it what was bad um and, and uh, well the idea basically is that new york real estate and new york housing specifically new york city is so different than the rest of the u.s people have the craziest fucking stories here and landlords and everyone will- has a roommate in new york yeah, and there's a lot of <laughs> crazy roommate stories, landlord stories, building stories, just mm-hmm. wild, wild shit. And uh, the hosts that we had were one of them was a New York City based influencer who has had a lot of roommates over the years mm-hmm. and lived here for like 15 years yep. nearly. Um, and then the other person was Amy, who used to work in New York real estate and has seen a bunch of crazy shit, too. She'd been here for like 15 years as well. And so we were like, wow, this is a great like pair of hosts they know each other really well we'll get people on from around new york to talk about their crazy roommate stories uh then just like that month that roommate thing started trending on netflix it was like a big show it seemed to be a hot topic and we even had an in with the people at the company so we were like home run this is gonna happen yep and they just responded and we're like Wow, that's a fun concept, but we're not going to do it. At this time, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, and they actively even said they wanted to make shit. And so it's tough because I get where they're coming from. Yeah. Like, why would you pay? You're not going to, are you going to see the return? Probably not. Probably not. But it's it's not just about returns, though. I mean, it's just about like putting your your brand out there. Like, I feel like a lot of advertising, you're not going to see direct returns. You're not going to know if it's from the advertising, but... Over time, the name recognition starts to be a thing. And I don't know. I feel like it would have helped them. But yeah, I mean, I, I just think it would have been a fun show to work on and I would have loved to do it. But yeah, I, yeah. I feel like sometimes the focus is on other things that might be draining time, money and resources, you know. So I, I feel like sometimes they have to figure out what the gamble is because sometimes yeah. they might be missing out on, on opportunities. Well, t- and uh, uh, sometimes it feels like it's because it's a gatekeeper that's like in their sixties and they have yeah. no idea yeah. what can just bubble up organically. Yeah. You know, they, they kind of look at what they already have. They're like step, you know, their step-by-step process to make something. One thing I will, one thing and, I will you know, say on, on that idea of like taking a gamble, uh, this kind of just reminded me of it is that, on our side, if we're coming up with ideas to pitch mm-hmm. and we're like trying to schedule a meeting and, and have like a presentation where we're like pitching them on ideas and concepts and, hey, you should work with us. This is why we're better, blah, 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 blah. That's all pro bono. We're not yeah. getting paid yep. for that shit. So like it, that's where it really sucks is when you spend like yeah. a, an entire day making a cool presentation or making something dope, then you schedule. And now it's not like this, but it used to be like you schedule an hour for a meeting. You have to go somewhere, do mm-hmm. the meeting, do the presentation, da, da, da. Maybe you take them out to lunch, whatever. 
Now it's like you can do a remote. Well, the, the, and there's even a, then you say that's like two whole fucking days that you wasted to get nothing out of it. There's like, there's another pod, I guess, like podcast docu style thing that we've been thinking about for almost two years now. We've been kind of working on it about like it's basketball related. Oh, yeah. And like it just it we can never get it off the ground no matter yeah. how hard we try. Yeah. Yeah. Because that again, that one ended again with the same idea where. It's like, hey, you know, we love the idea. We love the concept. It's all about sweat equity. So why don't you research it and make some episodes for us? And then we'll see. And it's like, no, no man, like, no, I can't. Like, you got to pay us for the time. You yeah. Know? It's like if it's, we wanted to make it, we would just make it and you wouldn't be involved. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost like the people that have the know how to make the idea they'll give it a no, but they might turn around and give it to an influencer who does nothing but have great followers. They'll yeah. throw whatever back to that. That's and they'll, the set it, they'll pay for the production, all that, that you guys are already saying you could br- bring in there and they'll just throw them the bag. You You're know what I'm saying? So right. it's, it's weird, man. It's, it's weird. It's weird. You know, to well, say the it's least. It's the craziest shit. Yeah. They're driven by yeah. numbers, not by art. Right. You know, exactly. But but the artists are going to those that have numbers because they're like, this is a perfect matimony, you know, like mm-hmm. we got the art, you got the numbers. Well, yeah. so you don't need part. somebody else coming in that has numbers like your Gatorade or your Pepsi. You don't you know, you're already you. You the, just you guys suck at the artistic stuff. So that's what we're here for. We, you already got the numbers. We've and, tried. You know? We've tried to form partnerships with like influencers and stuff who have heavy reach because we honestly like straight up i'll be for real we don't have any marketing we don't have a a single marketing bone in our fucking Mm -hmm. collective body like we don't do that shit um we usually rely on artists to do that shit right but like uh you know that's why we like to partner with influencers and do stuff but no i I I wasn't i wasn't what i'm saying what i'm saying what i'm saying is that we found that even when we partner with influencers sometimes Mm -hmm. even that like they'll just people they'll just be like nah like you know we just don't the brands will be like we don't want to do it or yeah whatever. it's like okay mm-hmm. fair, fair enough but it's tough whatever um let's let's move on we got two more here uh chris you can you can pick inspiration versus trends or content versus voids um let's just let's do content versus voids because i don't entirely understand what you mean by it and i'm curious yeah, i don't know what it means either retro what does that mean <laughs> um just saying that, like, you know, I was having this conversation with Alexi a while back, just over text, and I know he's busy, but I was just saying that, like, one thing that gets me motivated as a creator is, like, unique content. Because now that technology is so crazy, like, you can just pick up any resources, you know, somebody, like, a six-year-old can pick up a camera, it'll look as butter, they have a mm-hmm. Sony and they just they just hit record like, you know, you'll see an eight year old blogging right now with butter camera. Everything looks butter, you know, so I feel like moving forward, like a lot of creatives, regardless of the resources and it's important to get better equipment. But like what kind of content like kind of is motivating us now or, or we're thinking about or, you know, I, I feel like voids are exciting me too. you know, like um, I just been doing a, a lot of like research on books and music and film because that kind of motivates me and uh you know like even for for books a lot of um a lot of people that are looking for unique content and like film they're saying they're kind of turning more to like novellas or like shorter stories and kind of putting them into 
um like script format and um yeah like, i got when, you go when, ahead Lexi. when you say voids what what do you mean like voids in your like, own consumption no no like space, like or? there's been a heavy conversation now like that like film sucks like movies suck like a lot of content creators writers um producers etc actors are going into tv series because it's like there's not a lot of respect for the for the movie um the motion picture i'm not talking about like actually the directors or don't give a shit anymore or the actors i'm just saying that like the audience is sitting at home watching netflix hulu etc you know and and to me one of the big voids that i see in that in that spectrum too is like you either have like a i don't know why but a two and a half hour movie that sucks that it Sometimes it's the best thing I've ever seen and they ruin the last 10 minutes. Like what I'm seeing right now on a void is people don't know how to finish act three. They got an amazing act one, act two. So I'm sitting there two and a half hours, right? Movie sucks, right? Or another void I'm seeing too, which I'm, I'm hoping somebody brings it in is like, I think if more directors did shorts right now, the game would be on a thousand right now because you would have that if film sucks right if two and a half hour movie sucks nobody wants to sit there tv series are popping right what if people just gave us a 45 minute banger an hour hour yeah, long they, movie they do that that's an episode of television they, yes yes but i'm saying the void the, so this is what i'm saying the void what movies do you know that are about 45 minutes to an hour they're not that are amazing they're not profitable so people don't make them but how are they not profitable when we have streaming content how many movies have we seen that are two and a half hours, hour and 50 minutes, and they suck? If you want to see a short right now, you go on Vimeo, you see an amazing 15, 20 minute, you know, thing. It, we just sit on the couch. We're, we're that kind of people. We're, we're the, that's like the digging through the crates community, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. that'll go through Vimeo. But like, imagine, like, so I'm just saying, like, I wonder, I like having these conversations of like, where are we headed? Like, I really feel like that's a good space to for up and coming directors, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? Like you see a lot of movies that are just, I've seen some great movies and, and maybe it's it sucks, because, but, maybe it's because mm. like, I don't know. I, stereotypically, I feel like a tr mm. your traditional, like art to artist director doesn't want to make something that's 45 minutes because that's just right. not what they like. That's not their dream, right? Their dream is to mm -hmm. make a feature and like a right. short is just a step, but that's technically a feature, a feature though. Not 45 and a feature, bro. Right, it's not, but it it technically, nah, tech, on technicality. Not, yeah. I, I think that, like I think like Pusha T minutes. making a nine track album is technically that's thirty, that's forty one minutes is technically you know. But I I agree with you. But I'm saying is not a feature it, it, film. It, it, te like technically for for like Academy Awards, forty minutes and under is a short film. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. But what's a feature film though? A feature film's got to be at least over. 80 minutes it's, right or 70 no it's 40 75. it's over 40. 75 75 okay so, yeah, so, okay, like, okay. so there gotcha, is no gotcha. academy like rate like if you're that's what 45 is no man's land if you make something that's 45 minutes mm -hmm. that's why it's a tv show right but it's an it, episode of tv it said it says that the academy could consider something 40 minutes or over a feature better be good 
I, I guess so. Better be fucking but good. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like I'm breaking. Obviously, I'm I'm building. And I think destroying, it's because of capitalism. I think it's because of capitalism. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I know no, that. That's I, my answer. I actually agree with that. I think it's one of those things where, I mean, this this might be completely wrong, but m- movies, like specifically feature length movies, like blockbuster hits, they're they're designed to make money more than anything. Like. I don't think they're necessarily made to tell stories. Like, obviously, you have to tell a story in a movie, but there, there's, it's like something to go watch and have fun, not to think about the art. Like, I think with, mm-hmm. with TV the way it is now, and like streaming, Netflix, all that stuff, they, they can tell these grand stories over the course of you know a hundred episodes or six seasons, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they have a chance to be really artful there and tell a lot of different stories from a lot of different characters. Uh, and then like a short film, you're telling like a very succinct story that probably doesn't have you know too much going on in it so you can really just nail the parts that you need to nail and be really artful Mm -hmm. about it and then like yeah the feature films are just in this weird middle ground where you have an hour and a half to tell a story that maybe maybe it needs a season to tell the story or maybe that story could also be told in 40 minutes uh, and you're just extending it out i don't know maybe it just holds this weird middle the, ground you know when we're talking about the middle ground the void as retro will put it right what what, mm. what i the what occurs to me and comes up in my head the first thing is a web series i think it's weird that like you know bro i've been talk preach bro people I, people I, will watch like tv right and people will watch movies but people don't really watch web series i don't either until they get vouched for by like a big production company or something mm-hmm. taken under the wing of a an HBO or something and then re-released right like in a mm-hmm. on a, in a format that's maybe more viewable mm-hmm. i like to think about uh, that one about the drug dealer guy right you know talking about the HBO you, you know it's crazy HBO you say shit. that because uh, it's just like you said they it's an underground culture that we don't appreciate until it gets bigger I, and but he, I mean, even I, us respecting the that culture we admit it that sometimes it goes not over our heads, but we we don't have access to it like we want. What did you think it was called, Chris? Is is it this the Invisible Pilot? Is that what it no, is? No, no, no. Okay. It's this HBO thing. It was it was on Vimeo. High maintenance. High maintenance. High maintenance. Mm-hmm. So like high maintenance was one of those. I feel like Broad City was that right. Like they, they were, said, Cobra Kai was released online first. Was it? Nef- Netflix released it on YouTube. First. Really? So Damn. I am. That's what I heard. But, that was word on the street. Hmm. Shit like that, where it's like even like I think How to with John Wilson has like internet oh vibes. yeah, yeah it has that it's, it's, yeah. Got, it's got web series internet vibes and it's like that's cool i don't think that we've fully made that jump yet like i don't think that's mm-hmm. what mainstream like media it mainstream tv or whatever or serialized media is mm-hmm. like i think give it like 30 or 40 years and maybe it'll start being that but like even yeah. like i like to consume a lot of my media on youtube same I still don't watch shorts films on yeah, YouTube. I don't watch, like I just don't. I don't really watch any nonfiction on or any fiction any on fiction. YouTube. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I'll take it a step further. I barely watch any fiction, period. I'll watch yeah. The Simpsons every once in a while. And that's pretty much it, you know. But I'm I'm mostly I mostly just watch TikTok and like random video game simulations on YouTube. <laughs> so I'm really the worst audience mm. for like films, you know. I like no, this is deep. And and another thing, too, I was kind of talking about with voice is like, I feel like every couple years we get another superhero movie. 
Oh yeah, and we it's like, like this guy was in another. Th- like, wasn't this guy Daredevil? Wasn't this guy Green Lantern? Wasn't this guy? You know? Yeah, but that's just and, uh, that's just like the 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 way IP goes. It's like again, that's coming mm-hmm. back to money. It's like, is that how sure of a thing is this going to be? Oh, it'll be a mm-hmm. sure thing if we if they yeah, know the is. character. You know? Yeah, I actually but, um, I I feel like for mm-hmm. the first time, honestly, over the past ten years, the superhero movies actually got a lot more intricate. Like, yeah, they're still superhero movies, but at least yeah, at least they created this universe and like you know that there was some actually actual storytelling going on it wasn't yeah, just like yeah. oh the bad guy's here oh the good guy beats the bad guy like yeah. like it no i agree is. there there's more of that human element that people praise for like logan you know let's say but i think what's holding the the superhero community back is having the same <laughs> villains and the same storyline like i'm gonna give you a perfect example maybe this will blow your mind trash. but it blew my mind but hear me out the I'm new listening. batman right Perfect example. That probably could have been an hour and 10. I don't know how long it was, but I know the first 25 minutes, it was, it was set up just like Batman Begins. Right. And I just had this epiphany. I was like, you know, getting the swag of Batman, everything. I was like, what if they just would have done Batman Beyond? Like, what if they would have taken the storyline of the Batman that came in after Bruce Wayne? You know what I'm saying? Like that would have been amazing. And I get that uh, the main the the main actor in there is a little older, but, you know, it's not hard to make him look like he's probably in like 25, like, you know, working on a master's or some something like that. But I was just like, this movie would have been so dope. All they had to do was tweak it and make it maybe Batman Beyond, like something we've seen, but we haven't. Like, I feel like there's so many little pockets, even even for superhero movies that they're not hitting, you know? They never hit with me ever. Never from day mm-hmm. one. They never hit with me. I never liked superhero movies. It's like I just don't find them interesting. To me, it's like mm-hmm. again because it's the same thing. It's and I know that I'm just like I know that every story can be break broken down to the same thing. But like it's like good guy beats bad guy. That's it. You know what I mean in mm-hmm. a nutshell. Like and again, like I said, that's ninety nine percent of stories. I get it. I just like to see them told in a more relatable way. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know, or like a, a a more interesting way, a more fun way. Like, Did you ever watch The Dark Knight? Yeah, The Dark Knight was cool. The Dark Knight was cool. But like again, my it point was, is, it took. It a vibe. When did I watch it? I watched it last fall i think so okay. it's like it took me that yeah, long 13 years yeah to finally be convinced to sit down and watch it and, and at the end of it i was like wow that was a great film but like mm-hmm. it's still a fucking superhero movie yeah. like I, it's like i don't i don't give a fuck you know what i mean like i would rather watch a or did you watch like uh into the spider-verse the animated one no i heard that thing was tight though it's because dope. that's it like a different it's way dope. of telling like yeah exactly and yeah. i i think you're right like most superhero movies are pretty like I, I they're recycled. I agree with you guys. I agree with you guys that they've been leveling their game up, but that's probably just because the talent who are now working on those things don't have any other fucking jobs. <laughs> like there's, there's no <laughs> yeah. other jobs. They can't make. You're you right. can't go make a good movie or a creative movie right. for for money. You have to do this but shit how to do, make money. But how do we go to? How do we go from Batman to Batman? Like we just had a Batman in Justice League. Like we just had the whole Zack Snyder cut. Not hugging. Batman seems like it's Ben Affleck, everywhere. and then and then it's like I I don't even have time to process the other one, and then the, another one's coming out. There must you know I saying? think Batman has had more iterations than any other superhero. Mm-hmm. Like going back to the the Adam West Batman, like ever since that he Batman has just been 
every three years there's a Batman movie. Yeah. It's just how it you is. You know, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna amend my fucking thing. All right, so there actually are a lot of great movies being made. The problem is that like maybe it's that there's so much shit being made that like the easiest thing that connects the most people, the most common denominator or whatever is superhero films. Cause like now that I'm, lo- I'm just like looking at like the Oscars from this last year and like best film, whatever, like best oh, picture oh, the, the, nominees. Let me, it's like the best, best really are amazing right now, but I'm talking about the everything in between, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Like uh what was this movie? Probably one of my favorite movies in forever. Um, Parasite. That was crazy. Oh, yeah, that show was great. It wasn't even in English. And I was like, yo, this has got me feeling everything. You know? Yeah, so maybe maybe I'll amend my my whole thing. My my big takeaway on this is there's too much shit. <laughs> there's too much stuff. <laughs> too many fucking movies, too much content, not enough voids. Uh, <laughs> um, let's get to the last one and then we'll, you know, mm-hmm. we'll get to some some final segments. Uh inspiration versus trends. That's the last one that's left. Retro, what do you mean by that? Um, just like what, what's keeping us like motivated when we get in a situation, like we have an amazing pitch, our pitch doesn't go through, you know, we're looking forward to this movie, you know, we had certain people tell us about it or we, you know, we went out of our way to pick our little top three movies. They're all trash. And what I'm saying by trash now to, to my standards and, and my wife, you know, uh, jokingly is that the movie was amazing until the last 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm not talking about you're sitting there and you're like, this is trash 10 minutes in. I'm talking about the movie was so dope. All they had to do was slightly tweak something at the end. You know, like I saw Black Bear. I felt like that the last 10 minutes. I was like, bro, that you lost me. Like not even the last two minutes of the movie could have been saved. I'm, um, I'm pretty forgiving. I'm, pretty, for, I'm pretty forgiving that, when it comes to that kind of shit. Yeah, I, I just think that right now what's hot is an unreliable narrator. And you'll sit there and watch an amazing movie and they'll be like, gotcha. Never happened. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> you know shit what I'm sucks. Saying? And it's like, but it's happening so much. It's like so many. I don't know. I, I just can we bring the last 10 mo- minutes of a movie back? Another thing, too, is like there's no hope. There's I'm sorry. I went back to voids, but and I'll make it quick. But there's no hope <laughs> in movies more, man. I feel like I was watching on my block. It was amazing. And then the last season. They did everything to get this kid out of a gang. They gave him a hundred grand, tell him, you know, start your life up again. And he joins a gang. And it's like, what kind of message are you sending the kids? Like, that's you know, just, that's you're always realism. your circumstance. And, yeah. But then what about hunters? Like hunters, bro, at the end, Al Pacino was a Nazi the whole time. And then they're like, got him. And they bring Hitler back. It's like, <laughs> okay, it's like, again, like what cash I'm, grab, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to stick with my thesis of there's too much yeah. stuff because like, I literally yeah. don't know what you're talking about. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like we could each name like the last thing we watched that that's like been made that not like some old, right, right, right. the mm-hmm. most current thing we've seen. And none of us have seen it like, go like name it. Chris, what's the most recent thing you've seen? One or two of the most recent things you've seen. Oh, dude, I don't even know. I haven't, I haven't seen anything lately. Like even on TV, whatever. Like for me, I saw the unbearable weight, the unbearable weight of massive talent, and I saw uh, season two of Hacks. Have either of you guys seen those? No. Probably fucking no. not. You see what I'm saying? So like, y'all can say some shit, mm-hmm. and I will have not seen it, and I can say stuff, and you will have not seen it, and no. But I think and that's, I think that's, that's, that's the amazing. Thread through all of 
content right mm-hmm. now, which is why everything's so disconnected. It's like, right, but I think what connects stuff. us back to it is did it inspire you? And were there any voids? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like that's kind of the discussions, you know, like, oh, what'd you like about that? Like, oh, what would you wouldn't what you didn't like about it? You know, so, so I think that's also cool. But here's not how to I regress. know I'm, I'm all business and all corporate first and foremost. I very, mm. very rarely do I watch something and go, wow, that inspires me to like tell a story differently or whatever. It's, it just never mm. happens to me. It happened a lot when I would watch like your traditional, like American nineties independent cinema. Mm-hmm. That's where I got a lot of that. Like the way like Rick Linklater tells stories or the way like certain people mm-hmm. write whatever. But with new stuff, I'd never get inspired. The Simpsons sometimes inspires me. Like in terms Have of you seen joke, Locke? joke writing. Huh? Have you seen Locke? Locke? No, I don't know. What that yeah. Is. I'd encourage you to watch it. It's different. Is it's it's different. a movie? Yeah. But I get, I get you. I, I'm, I'm not, I guess what I'm trying to say is um, like, as far as inspiration, like what's kind of uh, keeping you, keeping you going in your leisure time, not necessarily like a movie or something like that. Like just like, um, like trail walking or like, what are some things that you kind of get into that inspires you? Like, I know you're, you're making music right now, yeah. or I know you're doing 3d art. Like, um, Chris, like, I'm just saying, like, what are some things that kind of this is Chris doing so much 3D art? <laughs> what, what, what? No, that no, was in a shot. I'm saying, like, like at least for me, right? Like, take. I want you to take off your your production cap, Alexi. I want you to put on your music cap, right? It's stuck. Like, a lot of times when I make a passion project or I make art, is because I can feel a void, right? Like, maybe I'm like, dang, like. You know, I don't know. Chris, there, what, what, what is that yeah. answer? What does that answer for you? Uh, I like I like plants. I like gardening. I like mm. uh, like I can really only do it during the summer. But I just spent like a hundred dollars on plants that are supposed to arrive this week, and I'm super excited about it. I like to put them in fun fucking arrangement uh, arrangements. I love watching them grow like during the summer and seeing how big they get. Um, I don't know that, that. I mean, that's fair. That's a good answer. That shit, that's it's, it's cool to me. I mean, my, my answer is like, is, uh, it's, it's human energy. It's like chit-chatting and mm. bullshitting. That's why I mm-hmm. like, that's why I like doing mm. the podcast is because that's where I get inspiration is from being around others and telling stories mm. and just bullshit and like talking, you know what I mean? I don't need to, I don't really feel like I, I like telling stories and talking with people, but I don't really feel the, that feel the need to like bring that across in filmmaking and I I don't really like to do storytelling with music to me music is like a, a intimate experience mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. if we're jamming with people it's got to be the right fit but like storytelling and hanging out and, and chatting that I love you know that's why I like the podcast shit so that's kind of what inspires mm-hmm. me I mean shit we've almost done 90 of these now yeah and yeah. I've pretty much like you know dedicated a lot of time to making this studio thing work and trying to get people in and like do shows and shit. So that that's probably for me motivation. You know what I mean? That's dope. Man. I think it would eventually that's be tied to do a, some comedy shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This I guess is, this it, is the closest we get when you, when you put it in that context, I'm like, wait, do plants inspire me to make stuff? <laughs> Cause I guess dope, not. I guess man. I was just describing what I like to do in my leisure time. But Chris, what inspires you? I like gardening. It's like the, I like turtles. Ew, it's the little, it's the random connections Jonathan that we have. It's a zombie. Know? I like turtles. <laughs> 
you know like oh i don't know what's what's the last what's what's something you heard alexi and you're like dang bro like i forgot how much i like music oh like not that you wanted to go in the studio and make music but yeah. you just forgot how it felt to hear music like that again you know yeah oh man that's a great question all right you know what i'm I mean, saying yeah, like, actually i actually have an answer and it's very selfish but so mm-hmm. i was just in rhode island a few weeks ago and me and uh engineer will and a couple other folks were recording some music and uh we laid down this one song and then uh the engineer did a quick mix of it and played it back for us and it sounded it was just cool i was like oh shit yeah this like is why this, i like recording music with people yeah like this is tight. what i get you yeah i'll send you that one but yeah you know it's uh that, that was it for me you have a moment like that chris you have a moment like that retro I, I don't think I have a moment like that. I will say, so we have a, a, a social media intern uh, and she's been making like random stuff for our TikToks lately and like seeing, like having someone else do the work because we've always kind of wanted to do fun shit around the office uh-huh. like that, but we're we're busy. Like we got to do actual client work. Uh, you know, seeing some of the the fun stuff she puts out there, it's like, oh, this is something that we can do quickly like it doesn't have to be complicated we can just come up with a quick concept and do it and it's stupid and it just goes on tiktok and and fades away and who cares but it's fun and like right right yeah it just it reminds me of when me and alexi used to write uh like funny plays plays in high sketches yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's i mean we made we she made one today where she was making fun of vince because Vince never, uh, Retro knows Vince from back in the day. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. V- she made one making fun of Vince because Vince never comes into the office unless we have snacks. And we just got a big Costco order in last week. And Vince has been here like every day since then, just digging through the snacks, like eating all the snacks. Bro. <laughs> Retro's cracking up over there. It's <laughs> uh, crazy. Yeah, f- follow us on TikTok. You, yeah, you can it'll, see it'll, it. it'll be on TikTok. What about you, Retro? What's the last thing that happened to you that made you feel like inspired to to? Man, it's it's so much stuff. But the 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 one that happened um, like not too soon ago was I was uh, walking a lake in the morning because I got kind of tired of jogging. So I was like, I'll just pick it back up in June. And so I've just been walking like in the morning mm-hmm. and it's like nighttime. And I used to listen to music like that, like just pitch black and just listen to it. Um, or just some lights on, just just like I would really pay attention to the to the ambiance. Yeah. And uh, man, I was listening to this album and it just, I was like, man, this is, this is how you're supposed to listen to certain music. Just, you know, like TV's not on, like you're just, it's just an audio visual experience. It's visual because you're seeing the audio because you don't have any distractions. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It was, that that was one of the the things that inspired me in uh, trail walking. Like I just go on little hikes, you know? It's almost like a and, meditative experience. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I love walking. Like walking is yeah. literally probably my favorite activity. Yeah, me too, man. Um, all right. So I, I, this is, we're, we're real deep in the second segment. This has been nearly an hour, I think just in the second <laughs> segment alone. Um, no, first segment was short. let's get to, uh, what we learned last week and then mm. uh, I'm sure that'll spark some ideas. Um, here is that jingle that you know and love the, what we learned last week, jingle, what we learned last week. Um, who wants to kick us off? If you guys want me, I can kick us off, but you tell me I can do it. All right. So what I learned last week was 
uh, about the Appalachian Mountains. Um, mm. I learned that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I learned that. Hi, uh, your cousins. <laughs> Chris is coming. <laughs> I learned that they're originally formed uh, like when when the the supercontinent Pangaea was still a thing, uh, and that that mountain range. Uh, also, like you can see remnants of that range in uh, Morocco, in Africa, and wow. in the Scottish Highlands as well, and that the the mountains obviously the elevation is much lower now, but they used to be as tall as the Rockies or the Alps. Wow. Yeah, but they've been eroded over oh, the shit. half a billion years. Chris, wow, Chris, the geologist. Um, Retro, you got something you learned last week? That's the I just started. Oh, learned. Yeah. I thought you meant like just thinking about. Um, I'll come back after you. Okay. You want me to go? All right. Okay. I yeah. Can yeah. Go. Um, so, okay. What I learned is pretty local, but I oh, learned yeah. that Brooklyn Comedy Collective is right down the street from here and they do a lot of really cool stuff. They have open mic nights. They have improv classes. They do sketch comedy. They they do a lot of mm-hmm. really great stuff. Mm-hmm. And their space is really cool. They have a, a really cool uh, stage area, you know, and, and it's a pretty big room. It's a nice room. It's a long room. It's kind of weird. But uh, <laughs> they have a bar and it, it's amazing. It's really cool. And it's nice to see that there's like a comedy space uh, that's Bushwick adjacent because I feel like a lot of the comedy spaces all end up being in Manhattan or maybe towards like, like downtown, downtown Brooklyn. Brooklyn, but the downtown Brooklyn ones are, are bad. But like, um, you know, it, it's cool to see that there's something here. So maybe that'll inspire me to go out and see some more comedy. Yeah. Maybe meet some people, try to uh, get them on the show or maybe, you know, I don't know, write some sketches, do some, do some comedy shit. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, so retro, you had enough time to think of what you learned? Uh, no, because I was actually listening. Well, what's the one? What's the one that you said right before we started? Throw, throw me. Oh, because I I thought you were. Oh, so yeah. So I learned that even if um, this is why I told him to write even, it down. Even if you're not, well, I had one, but I was thinking more of like a what kind of knowledge I you gained instead of what did I learn? Yeah. So long story short, I'm overthinking it. Um, <laughs> I realized that even sometimes when you feel like, like you're not close to somebody, they've probably taught you some things that you forever internalize. So like, I don't have the best like rapport with, with my dad. Um, but I was just thinking in the car randomly about just like little principles mm-hmm. that like he instilled in me that I like live and die by, yeah. even though we're not like really buddy, buddy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just like, man, that's, that's crazy. Or if you just think about like your environment or, you know, sometimes like there's a whole conversation about like toxic masculinity and stuff, but there's also things within like just being a guy that is like a certain principle mm-hmm. of being a guy that makes you be a better guy. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> you, you know? kind of, just got to the core of what we learned last week as a segment. It's the fact that you're always learning yeah. from everybody, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Even, even if, if you don't yeah. know it. Even if you don't know it. Like, yeah. you, could, you could walk down the street, and you could see someone trip and fall, and you learned, uh, don't trip. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I don't, know. <laughs> don't, don't step right there. Don't step there. You know what I'm saying? Watch your step. Yeah. That's what you learn, you know? So yeah. always be learning. Uh, retro. Thank you so much for coming on this show. This was a really fun one. Hell um, yeah. You got anything you want to plug? I know you said you had the book. Maybe yeah. You can, you I didn't can... want to plug last time, but I started thinking about it. I'll definitely plug the book, man. It's 
is something I'm most proud of. I'm still kind of editing and stuff. So I think by like June, I, it's already up on Amazon and stuff, but around like June, so what, how, how do people find it? What's what's the deal with that? Yeah. So um, you could type in 2040 uh, meditation on living with a creative mind on Amazon. I'll definitely give you the hyperlink. Okay. Um, but I think it's my best work as far as the resourcefulness that I'm giving back to to our creative community. And uh, I vouch for it. I, I think it's one. Of, I don't think it's a void. There's nothing in the in the world like it. I've, I've definitely uh, mirrored it off of things that I really like, like Creativity Inc. Um, but oh, the way that I describe certain things that we go through on a daily basis, and I put it there for not only everyone reading it, but myself. So it's something that I continue to go back to. So it's very like selfless, it's very humbling, and there's no ego. And I think that a lot of people are telling me that as they read it, because when they're like, oh, like you're about my age, why are you writing about you know, you're not as, you know, up there experience. I was, yeah, I always thought it was cool to do something like that before you get big. Like yeah. your favorite writer or whoever musician, they give you all the gems when they're like 68 and you're 68. You're like, man, I wish you would have wrote this when I was 25, right. <laughs> you know? So that was my whole concept. It was like, you know, it's cool to just, how about I drop the, the memoir, or like what I learned now while I'm going through that journey and we can all go through that together and learn and grow. So yeah, that's what that was the concept. Yeah. We're going to grab a copy. We'll throw it in. We'll throw it in the office. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sure, man. And then if anyone wants to watch the, the battle rap doc, is there a place they can find that or yes. Um, you could type in on YouTube, a 30, a battle rap documentary. It only has a basic thing like a battle rap documentary um, because it's easier for tags. Right. It, it's that's more for like the whole tagging thing. But um, SEO. Yeah. You gotta um, keep your SEO I'll name. also send you the link, too, so that in the description cool. um, they could find it. Yep. And that's also something I'm, I'm most proud of. And uh, pitching definitely helped with that one because um, I wanted to get more women in there. I had a, a side story about addiction with a couple of people and I had, I had a bunch of other dope stuff I wanted to do with dumbfounded, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But uh, due to time constraints, I locked this one in, but I, I'm pretty sure anything you thought it could have used. I thought about it. I just didn't get a chance to put it in there. And that's why I'm looking for a sequel. Hopefully. Hell yeah. Um, Retro, thank you so much for coming on. Chris, uh, what's up? Where can the, can the people find us? I just kind of mush mouth my way through that. No, that's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll mush, my, mush mouth my way through this. <laughs> um, we are at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. Hell yeah. We are also Shishkin Productions on uh, on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram. And Instagram. And Twitter, actually. Yeah. We're, we're everywhere. Yeah, or no, it's a Shishkin Prod on Twitter. I have no Yeah, Who cares? We're Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com as well. Send mm -hmm. us an email. We haven't been getting many of those lately. Don't let the sizzle I, fizzle. I, don't let the sizzle fizzle, guys. Okay. Send I, in an email. I, I know that writing is difficult. We just talked yeah. about how writing is difficult. Uh, but write us an email. And we have. The sizzle reel cold line. Brr. It is three three two three 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 forty three sixty one. 
Yeah, you got to check it out. You got to call us. The sizzle has been it's, it's a very, very fizzly right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the sizzle uh, has almost we, fizzled we, out. We're on low heat right now. What are Extra we, low. We're paying for this. We're running phone out of line. gas. We're paying for this phone line. And <laughs> yeah, no one is calling it. <laughs> this goes back to spending money recklessly. Yeah, I know. I'm fucking up. And it's your fault, listeners. Sizzlers. <laughs> um, also, you know, don't forget, uh, we have the networking event June 23rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep an eye on our socials for that. We'll probably plug it. Oh, um, we have a website. And you can go. I don't remember what it is. You can you can, well that's for the that's for the uh for the live event. Right. So the networking event's June twenty third, but our live show, Sizzle Reel, one hundred years of Sizzle Reel, coming on in August sometime during our hundredth episode. Yeah. That you can get tickets to. Oh. That's at sizzlereelgangthewebsite.com. Oh okay. there will be a limited amount of tickets sold. There will be twelve tickets available. Um, so go to the website, keep tabs on it, see what's popping, get your merch over there too. Get the Chris has a tail shirt. That one. Don't talk about the tail. Oh, shit, my bad. My Don't bad. tell them I have a tail. So, um, yeah, if you guys are interested in that, go ahead and uh, check it out there. Um, Retro, thanks again for joining us. Um, it was a pleasure. It yeah, was a thank blast. you so much, man. We, that was no a lot. We don't usually have like big conceptual conversations like that, so yeah, it's, it's cool to to think uh, in a, a more abstract way. Yeah, usually we just read Reddit to each other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Retro, thanks for joining. Uh, Chris, yeah. as always, thank you for being here. And yeah, Sizzlers, no keep problem. on sizzling. Productions Podcast.